Welcome to the Money Pilot Financial Advisor Podcast, where you team up with Money Pilot founder, former Army helicopter pilot, and your host, Katie Cannon, to put your money where your heart is. Together, we'll tackle issues big and small so you can take charge and land your financial life. the Money Pilot Financial Advisor podcast. As we start a new year and people are thinking about the upcoming tax season, I've been getting more questions about Roth retirement contributions. It's no wonder since Roth retirement savings are like regular retirement savings in some ways, but with different rules. Let's face it, it can be confusing and a little scary. So I'm using the next few episodes to introduce you to Roth and help you explore whether starting a relationship with Roth might be a good match for you. So let's get to know Roth. Think of Roth as a retirement plan's first name, like a Susan or an Eric. There are actually quite a few Roths out there and they all share some special Roth personality traits. But although Roths share the same first name, they belong to different families. And like real families, these families have their own rules and norms. Common Roth last names are Thrift Savings Plan, or TSP, 401k, and Individual Retirement Account, or IRA. Just like Sally Smith, Sally Hernandez, Eric Smith, and Eric Hernandez, are all different people and don't like to be mixed up. Roth TSP is different and operates under different rules than a Roth IRA or a traditional TSP or a traditional IRA. So what's so special about Roth? The big thing to know about anything named Roth is that you pay income tax on your contributions before you put them into a Roth retirement account. Then after that, it's all tax-free forever. All the money you earn on those contributions over the years is all yours, tax-free when you pull it out, as long as you meet a few of the requirements that I'll cover in a bit. But I don't have to pay taxes on anything now if I choose one of Ross's brothers or sisters. And I know that if I invest less for retirement now because I have to pay tax on it first, I'll have a lot less saved when I get to retirement. So why would I get hitched to a Roth? Great question. Uncle Sam is going to get his tax money one way or the other, either now or later. An important question to ask yourself, though, is how much tax will I pay now compared to how much tax I would have to pay when I pull it out later? The way to compare this is to look at what tax bracket you're in. Specifically, what is your federal tax rate this year? That is, what percentage of your contributions will you have to pay tax on today with Roth? How does this compare to the tax rate you would pay on that income when you retire? Generally, if you're earning less money now and are in a lower tax bracket now than in retirement, it pays to choose Roth contributions and pay less tax overall in your lifetime. 
If you're in a higher tax bracket now than in retirement, it often pays to choose one of Roth's traditional siblings. Of course, there's more to it than that, and to some extent you need a crystal ball to predict the future. But don't let that stop you from considering Roth. I'll cover more details and show some examples of how a Roth might be a good match in another episode, including transfers and the backdoor Roth you may have heard of. It sounds a bit sneaky and seedy, I admit, perhaps like a secret Las Vegas wedding. But like a Vegas wedding, even one with Elvis, it's completely legal, and if it's a good match in the first place, it can lead to a long and happy relationship. Again, we'll explore some scenarios in detail next week. I want to just take a minute out to talk about one special rule for our military service members who might be contributing tax-exempt combat pay to TSP. Because that pay is tax-exempt when you get it, you don't pay taxes on it when you receive it. Put it in a Roth TSP and you won't pay any taxes on the earnings either. It's everything you put in and everything you pull out in retirement is all tax-free forever. While Roth TSP is so generous, its stingy traditional TSP sibling is not. You won't pay tax on the tax-exempt pay when you use it to make contributions to a traditional TSP account. But when you take that money out in retirement, you will be taxed on your contributions then you'll still get the earnings that those contributions made, that is the growth of your investment tax-free, but you'd pay income tax on those, and I'm air quoting here, tax-exempt contributions if you put it in a traditional TSP. I can't foot-stomp this hard enough. If you will be earning tax-exempt combat pay, make only Roth TSP contributions with that pay, not traditional TSP contributions. There are no good reasons to make tax-exempt contributions to a traditional TSP account. Okay, enough about that special rule. And back to getting to know Roth. Another consideration for everyone getting to know Roth is how long is it until you need to tap your retirement savings? Roth can be fun but it could be a costly mistake if it's just a one-night stand. You have to wait five years from your first contribution to a Roth before you can withdraw any growth and earnings tax and penalty free. And you have to be at least 59 and a half years old when you begin withdrawals to stay tax and penalty free too. There are just a few exceptions to this penalty. Other than that, pull it out early and you'll pay income tax on the earnings and additional 10% penalty for an early withdrawal. It could be a good marriage if Roth is the one, but an early breakup is going to cost you. Also, Roth can be a faithful partner in old age. The IRS will require you to begin taking withdrawals from a traditional retirement account at age 72. It dictates the minimum amount you must take out and pay regular income taxes on each year. Your Roth retirement savings can stay invested and continue to grow with you even after age 72 until you decide 
to begin withdrawals and how much to take out. Remember, the longer you can leave it, the more it can grow, and those earnings will be all be tax-free when you need them. Okay, I've covered some of the key ways everything with the first name Roth are the same. What about those last names like IRA, 401k, and TSP? How do these family roots affect Roth? Mm, kind of like the families of Romeo and Juliet? <laughs> these families have some hard and fast rules. Not everyone can join every family, and some families will never spawn a Roth. Let's start with 401k. The 401 family plans are all sponsored by your employer. They can offer a traditional 401k and a Roth 401k if they want, but they don't have to. You can only contribute to a Roth 401k if your employer created one in the first place. TSP follows the same rules as the 401k family. Fortunately for our military and federal employees, TSP does offer both the traditional TSP and Roth TSP for you to consider. When your employer offers it, you can make all or some of your contributions to Roth as long as your combined yearly contributions don't exceed the limit, which in 2021 is $19,500 a year plus an additional $6,500 a year if you're age 50 or older. What about Roth IRAs? Ah, that IRA family is a whole nother kettle of fish. Remember, the I in IRA stands for individual, so your employer has nothing to do with it. You would open an IRA on your own, not through your employer. The IRA family plays by its own rules, and it's not tied to the TSP or 401k families in any way. The IRA rules for 2021 limit your combined yearly IRA contributions, whether Roth or traditional, to $6,000 per year, plus an additional $1,000 if you're 50 or older. The rules for Roth IRAs and traditional IRAs are complex, so we're going to dive in and go through those details in our next podcast episode. Maybe wondering, can I have an open retirement savings marriage? Yes. <laughs> if you meet each family's requirements, you can hook up with all of them at the same time or some one year and others the next. There's no rule barring you from contributing your full $19,500 total to a Roth and traditional members of the TSP family, as well as $6,000 total to the Roth and traditional members of the IRA family. You might not measure up to the rules for each and every one of these every year, but we'll talk in more detail about what it takes to be a successful suitor and how to decide which ones are a good match for you over the next two weeks. So to wrap things up, remember, if your retirement plan has the first name of Roth, you pay income tax upfront when you contribute, and as long as you follow the family rules, all your withdrawals are tax-free in retirement. If your retirement plan has a last name of TSP or 401k, 
you can make contributions up to $19,500 a year plus $6,500 a year if you're 50 or over. Contribute through your employer and it's up to your employer whether they offer a Roth option. If your retirement plan has the last name IRA, you set the account up yourself and can contribute up to $6,000 a year or $7,000 a year if you're 50 or over. This IRA family has Roth, traditional, and a third offspring called a non-deductible traditional IRA. More on him and the rest of the IRA family next week. And yes, you can double dip without shame and contribute the max amount to the TSP 401k family and the maximum amount to the IRA family at the same time. I'm just not sure I'd rub that in the patriarch's face. I hope you've enjoyed your first introduction to Roth. We'll give you another chance to get to know each other better next week. And who knows, maybe you'll find the one. Thank you for joining today's podcast. Like to find out more? Visit us at moneypilotadvisor.com. Let's team up and land your financial life.